Would you pray? Father, we thank You that You invite us to come and have a holy conversation with You. Lord, give us ears now to listen. In Your name we pray. Amen. Good morning. My name is Matthew. Yes, I was one of the disciples. And your pastor, Pastor Braun, thought that maybe it might be good this morning if I shared with you some thoughts about the prayer that Jesus taught us. After all, I was there. I was one of them that asked the question, Lord, teach us to pray. In fact, my Gospel, the one that I wrote, is the only other place in the Bible where that prayer is recorded. I'll never forget the first thing that Jesus taught us. When you pray, say, Father. Now I know you, you say this prayer all your life. Those children that were just up here, they, that's the one prayer that they knew. So it maybe isn't as surprising to you for me, this is amazing. That Jesus would teach us to call Yahweh Father. I, I cannot begin to tell you how that startled me. We had many names for God. There is Yahweh, which is His holy name. It means I am. And none of us would have dared to address Him with that name. We had other names. Often when we would see that word, we would say the word Adonai, which means Lord. There was also El Elion, which means Most High, or El Shaddai, which means Almighty. But to call Him Father seems prideful, almost arrogant and and forward, what right do I, a, a poor sinner, a, a cheat, and a tax collector, a traitor, how could I address the Creator of the universe as Father? And, and you know, Jesus even really said more than that. Luke only recorded that He told us to pray Father. In my version in Matthew, in, chapter, in the sixth chapter of Matthew, in my Gospel, I, I give you the full version. What Jesus taught us to say is, Our Father who art in heaven. Now who in the world am I to think that I can enter in to the throne room of God, into heaven itself, and call Him Father? So what does this mean? Well, let me share with you one thing it does not mean. It does not mean that our God in heaven is a distant father. Oh, I know many people grow up with distant fathers, fathers who just don't seem to take part in their lives, aren't interested in your activities. Maybe they were just so busy with work that they had very little time for you. 
That's the way my father was. He was busy being a tax collector, and that's really the only thing I got from him. His profession, he taught me how to cheat people out of their money. Maybe, maybe you had a harsh father who always seemed angry at everything and you were afraid of him. Or maybe your parents divorced and dad just wasn't around a lot anymore. I used to think of God like that. I used to think, what would he want with someone like me? Because, see, I lived a life where nobody. Nobody decent really wanted anything to do with me. They hated not just my profession, they hated me. And then one day, Jesus came to my tax collector's booth. Follow me, he said. And everything changed. You know that day, he came to our home. Dine with us. And the other lowlifes, the only ones who would be friends with me, other tax collectors and sinners, they were there reclining at table with Jesus. And he was okay with that. The Pharisees weren't. You, you know the, the question that they asked. Why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? He didn't back down. One a shame. Those who are well have no need of a physician, he said. But those who are sick, go and learn what this means. I desire mercy, not sacrifice. I came not to call the righteous, but sinners. In Jesus, I met a God I could call Father, in inviting you to pray, Jesus is inviting you to meet that same God. So what does this mean to call Him our Father in heaven? Well, it means that He's seated on His throne, that He's in control, that He's El Shaddai, the Almighty the one we pray to is Father. We pray to the one who can do anything. I mean, think of the words that he spoke through Isaiah the prophet. I am the Lord and there is no other besides me. There is no God. I equip you, though you do not know me, that people may know from the rising of the sun and from the west that there is none Besides me, I am the Lord, and there is no other. I form light and create darkness. I make well-being and create calamity. I am the Lord who does all these things. Think of Paul's words. He is before all things, and in Him all things hold together. That's who we call our Father. Jesus invites us to pray the attitude of a little child who believes, no, who knows that her daddy can do anything. Yeah. See, that's the other thing. We pray as dear children 
pray to their dear Father. That's who God is because of Jesus, because He he came into this world, because He died on the cross, because He rose again. In Him, God and man are reconciled. Heaven and earth are connected. The chasm of sin is bridged. God sent His Son that we might have the full rights of sons, and among them is that we might come to the Father. In fact, more than a father. The Bible says God sent forth the Spirit of His Son into our hearts, the Spirit that cries out, Abba, Father, which means just exactly in, as best we can in the English what the pastor said. It means Daddy. I hear that and I'm reminded of a story Jesus told us one day. It's a story I know you know. Parable of his. About his father and his son. And the son really hurts his father. He comes to him and he demands his inheritance early. And in fact, he says, I wish you were already dead. And then he went off. And he wasted it. When he came to his senses and he came home, he had this whole apology rehearsed. He thought maybe dad would hire him, maybe. When he came home, his dad came running out to meet him. Put his robe on and his finger on him. And before he could even get out his rehearsed apology, the father had forgiven him and ordered the fatted calf to be killed and sent his servants to invite the friends for a party. That's the one Jesus invites us to pray to. I think you know what that's like. Maybe when you were younger. Remember when you came home late? The light would still be on in the house. Dad and mom would be up waiting, wanting to make sure you made it home safe. That's your father when you come home. The light is on. He's waiting. Waiting to welcome you. Waiting to forgive you. Ready to stay up late. Talk about anything you want to talk about. When Jesus came to my tax booth, He came to say, follow me. He was inviting me, even as He came to my house, He was inviting me into His house to meet His Father. In inviting you to pray, He's inviting you to do the same thing. To meet His Father. To come into the heavenly courtroom. To come before Him not as servants or slaves, but as daughters and sons. As heirs of God. Co-heirs with Christ. Now, don't get me wrong, it doesn't mean that God will give us anything we ask for. He won't say yes to every desire. We can be sure, though, that even when God says no to our prayers, He does so as a loving Father. Think about what we read in the Bible. For the Lord 
disciplines the one He loves and chastises every son whom He receives. God is treating you as sons. For what son is there whom His Father does not discipline? Now someone may ask me, are not our prayers sometimes selfish? Yes. Do we not sometimes come to God as if He owes us something? Do we not become very repetitive and think maybe that God hears us for our many words? Does God get tired of our selfishness? And it doesn't He not already know our prayers, so why should we pray? And you know, I can't help but thinking of the words that Jesus spoke right before He taught us the prayer. It's in my Gospel. And when you pray, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. Pray then like this, our Father in heaven. God is not inviting us to bring Him a to-do list. He's not seeking that we go through the motions. He's seeking our hearts. See, in prayer, God is inviting us into a loving conversation between a father and a child. A father and his son or daughter. Yes, He knows what we need. But He still wants us to pray. It's like a conversation I heard about between a father and a son. Well, the son who was maybe right around 20 asked his dad, Dad, you always seem to know what I'm going to ask before I ask, yeah? So why do you make me ask? The father said, because I love to talk to you. Because I love to hear from you. I love, the Father said, to have you ask me for things. Because it means that you still look at me as your dad. Your Father in heaven knows what you need. But He loves for you to talk to Him anyway. He loves for you to come. He loves for you to ask. Because He knows you need to remember how much you still need Him. He loves to hear from you. He loves to do good things for you. Your Father in Heaven loves you. That still amazes me. I hope it amazes you. Amen? Now may the peace of God which passes all understanding keep our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus unto life that is everlasting. Amen.